Hi everyone, this is Carissa from Adore Them, a parenting website that provides expert advice and resources to help you find the joy in parenting. The article that I'm about to read for you is part of our Get Organized collection and is titled Five Tips to Organizing the Playroom and is written by me. Over the years, I have tried dozens of organizing strategies in our playroom. I love clean lines, order, and little clutter, but I also want an inviting space that encourages creativity and allows for hours of non-technology play. My kids love when I help them create villages filled with little homes, a treehouse, stores, schools, parks, zoos, and more. We bring in little animals, matchbox cars, and before you know it, their playroom is transformed into another world. This setup can take hours, and we leave it up for days. Each time they run back to play again, they add more to it. But once the excitement wears off and they want to play something else, we clean up our space thoroughly and start with a clean slate again. I have found that in order for this cycle to continue, it only works efficiently if every single toy has a designated spot. This allows for cleaning to be done quicker and easier and really allows for overall order. When the playroom is a mess, the kids won't go in it but when it is clean, it's inviting and their imagination can run wild. Here is what I have found works really well for us. Each suggestion might not be the one all solves all, but these strategies together have worked really well for us. Tip number one, give the playroom a thorough cleaning. This may seem a bit obvious, but I feel it is the most important tip of all. I have two levels of cleaning. Level one is picking up. This is when the kids and I pick up all their toys, put everything away in its place, and possibly give the room a quick vacuum and dusting. This is sufficient for day to day or week to week. My level two is a thorough clean. I typically do this before any holiday, birthday, or event when I know new toys will be coming into the house. I also try to do this at least once every two to three months to maintain order and mix up our layout. I warn my kids before I dive in and start this very very serious task and often require their help. They don't really enjoy it, but they understand that it needs to be done. We will literally go through every single shelf, bin, and basket. It is amazing how little toys and pieces can make their way into the wrong spot, and it is very frustrating when you want to play something specific and cannot find all the parts. We also use this time to reorganize the placement of everything. I like to visualize how my kids play with their toys, so I try to place everything that they might use together close by. An example would be their car mat rolled up next to the rack that holds the matchbox cars bin and right near their bin of car tracks. Now everything needed to play with cars is in one easy spot. If it is before a birthday or holiday, we discuss how new toys will be coming in, so we need to make some extra room. Because they are excitedly anticipating their new surprises, they're pretty good about saying goodbye to a few things in order to free up some space. I usually have an idea of what new toys my kids will be getting, so I keep that in mind when tackling this task. Of course, kids want to play with their newest toys, so keeping that the focus really helps. Last year over Christmas, I knew that our Matchbox Cars collection would be growing, but a lot of the bigger cars in the playroom were better suited for a younger age group. With that in mind, I cleaned out a lot of the cars to be passed on or donated and upgraded the size bin that the Matchbox Cars currently lived in. This way, after all the gifts were opened, I knew there would already be a bin waiting for their new Matchbox Cars. Tip number two, storage solutions. It is so important to give everything a designated place. Is it big enough to stand on its own? If not, then it needs a house. Think about how and when your kids will be playing with it. 
If it is frequently used and needs little adult oversight, then open bins and baskets work best on low shelves, on racks, or in cubbies. If it is something that requires adult supervision, or if it comes with lots of small pieces, consider placing it higher up on the shelves so that they need to ask an adult for help getting it down. This way you are alerted whenever these items are coming out. Tip number three, limit the lids. Bins with lids may look nice and neat, but it amazes me how this one extra step can ruin our entire cleanup process. Little kids often have trouble opening and closing lids properly, and older kids can even just be lazy about it. So often our bins end up looking disheveled as the lids get tossed around and even broken. Because of this, I try to use more totes and baskets. Plus, their handles make it easier for the kids to pick up and carry around. What I save the lids for are for really small piece toys like Legos or something messy like Play-Doh. If the Legos were just in a basket and it spilled, that would have the potential to really increase cleanup time and result in lots of lost pieces. And the Play-Doh always dries out so quick, even in their little containers. So both of these things are kept in bins with lids and on top shelves, meaning they need to ask me to help them get it out, which also helps to avoid mishaps. Tip number four, get involved and get creative. Sometimes children need a little guidance to get started. My boys love playing with their Lincoln Logs, but the logs typically do not keep their attention as long as some of their other toys. One day, I looked around their playroom for a little inspiration. I noticed their construction trucks were not getting much use. I waited for a day when I had a couple of projects around the house I wanted to be able to focus on and brought these items out together. In case you're wondering, we keep the Lincoln Logs in a bin with a lid, the larger construction trucks on a low shelf, and the smaller construction trucks in a big open tote with handles. This way the logs can't spill and the trucks are easy to grab. I suggested that we dump out the logs on one end of the room and line up the trucks on the opposite side. Instantly the boys dove in. It took time and coordination to move the trucks across the floor, load up the logs, then find a spot to create a work zone. Eventually they had construction sites throughout the whole room. They ended up building a zoo trucked in little animals and layered their play with even more creativity. And I got to focus on my projects all afternoon. It was a win-win for everyone. To go along with this tip, I'd like to also add this advice for busy parents and caregivers. Sometimes I know you are in the middle of something and feel like you do not have the time to sit and play, get creative, or even deal with any interruptions. Trust me, I know the feeling as I often feel this way since I work from home and have three young children. However, I have found that if I take a few minutes before I try to start a job to set up a scenario like the one I just mentioned, the kids will often occupy themselves for a much longer amount of time. And the result is me being less frustrated with them and they are having more fun playing with something that I help them to construct, even if I don't stick around for the actual playing part. Tip number five, get creative with your gifts. Technically, this is not a tip for in the playroom, but it helps to control what new things come in. If your kids are lucky enough to already have a lot, then consider giving them less toys for birthdays, holidays, or special occasions, and instead try gifting experiences. I wrote an entire article focusing on this concept, but the summary is this. Last year, I asked certain people to only give my children gifts of experiences instead of toys. It saved on the clutter and my kids got to enjoy some really fun family outings because of it. Gift practicals. 
I think this becomes easier as your children get older and grow out of the toy phase, but you do not need to wait. It can be done with younger children too. I keep a list in my phone on the notes app all year long. I make little notes to myself about things my kids ask for or comment on when we are out and about. Some of these items are toy related, but most are more practical. Recently, we went on a trip and my son asked for his own tiger suitcase. Not something I would have ever thought about while shopping for his birthday present, so I made a note. My daughter loves to color and draw. One time at Costco, she spotted their enormous set of colored gel pens and freaked out, so I made a note. My kids love swimming all year long, and one of their flippers recently got a tear. Again, I made a note. These items may not end up being their favorite gifts, but I know they will love them and use them. To see a photo example of my children's playroom or to take advantage of our free printables to help get you organized and started, please check out www.adorethem.com. Be sure to search for our Get Organized collection and you can look for this article, Five Tips to Organizing the Playroom. There's also a lot of other articles that address other areas of the home and each of those articles also come along with your own free printables to help you get started. Thank you so much for listening. For more parenting content, check out adorethem.com, where we publish a new collection each week that focuses on a different parenting topic. These collections include articles, videos, printables, products, and more. Thank you for listening, and be sure to subscribe.